What if God was one of us, just a slob like one of us, just a stranger on the bus trying to figure out whether or not Lost is a good TV show? Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 16, One of Us. Uh, Emma, how are we feeling on this episode? I love this episode. I mm-hmm. I felt like the flashbacks were so good. Um, yeah. Just, I love seeing more of uh, Juliet and Ben together, too, and kind of their dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a good twist at the end. I, yeah. I really like this episode. This is very good. Yeah, it really kind of has everything you need from a lost episode that just i mean a good uh good flashbacks good you know some of the on island stuff is not present day but all the present day on island stuff is good and then yeah you get a nice the nice uh cliffhanger twist at the end which mm-hmm. they love to do um yeah all right well let's let's jump in this episode aired april 11 2007 it's written by carlton cuse and drew goddard and directed by Jack Bender, all of whom we have seen before. And um, we start off with uh, Kate, Saeed, Juliet, and Jack are making their way back to uh, the beach. Um, Kate and Jack go off to get some firewood, and, and she asks Jack about his time with the others, asking if he wants to talk about it, and he explains the deal that he had with Ben. Meanwhile, Juliet is giving herself a sponge bath, by the river while uh with Saeed um it seems insane to me that they wouldn't shower at the camp oh yeah they should have like hot water electricity I mean, still it seems even kind of insane to me that they wouldn't just send for everybody else to be like all right guys we're not on the beach anymore it's time to go into these houses that have been conveniently left for us right right like why not um, with the shield, a very convenient shield. Yes, yeah, with the shield <laughs> the from monster the monster that, that keeps, keeps killing, killing us. people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, uh, but they didn't even have time to rinse the like inch thick layer of mud that is on Kate and Juliet. Uh, Said asks her, uh, you know, what the others are and uh, who she is, and then it goes into our first flashback. I have to say this too about. Kate and Jack's interaction getting firewood. I'm so mm-hmm. sick of it. I'm so sick yeah. of like their relationship stuff. Like I am not invested anymore. Like yeah. do you remember when this was airing if the audience was still invested anymore? Because I feel like it's gone in so many different directions since I mean, people were pe- maybe like shipping them. I don't know. Yes. I think people were for sure shipping them. Uh, there was a ton of what was the... I can't remember what the acronym was. Oh, I, that's right. It was so stupid. It was Skate for Sawyer Ugh. and Kate. Yeah. People were Team Skate. I remember seeing that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's always, like, a group of any fan base that is just thrilled about just the idea of a love triangle. Mm-hmm. But I think a common criticism of the show up to this point is that 
the love triangle stuff is overdone. And it is. And unfortunately, I don't think we're done with it yet. Oh, no. Okay. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. It is... Um, it just feels like... I, it's easy for us to forget because, I mean, we've been doing this podcast for a year now, let alone the show had, at this point, been airing for three years. But, like, the course of the show takes place over about, like, what are they at? Like, three months? Maybe three months. four? Yeah. Like, it, like they could easily just be like, alright, well, you know what? Uh, it seems like we're always mad at each other all the time, so maybe we just go find somebody else to have crushes on. Mm-hmm. Our first flashback... Um takes place uh, with Juliet arriving at the corporate airport to meet with Richard Alpert uh, Mm -hmm. and her sisters in the car too. Um, Very secure. It's gated. There's a guard at the gate. There's cameras everywhere. Um, They have to get into a shuttle van to actually go to the airport. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah. I, the uh, I I think it's partially just because, you know, it's probably not an actual airport that they're shooting this at. Um, sure. I'm sure, it's a set of some kind, or whatever. But the, or I mean, for all I know, that's a studio lot that they <laughs> that they're coming up on. But it it also makes it the the fact that they don't show her going up to it, it makes it feel so much more sinister. Just that like, not only does her sister have to wait at the gate, so do we essentially. Also, when she arrives. Uh, somebody knocks on her window and we just get yeah. like this the massive universal sign up. of like completely cool, chill. You're always happy when someone comes and knocks on your window as a driver. With their face like uh, a centimeter yeah. away from it's soothing. the window. It's just soothing. If I see somebody's face, I know I'm safe when yeah. I see somebody else's face right at my window. Especially Ethan's. Yeah, I know. What a calming <laughs> face the, and presence. Yeah. Um He's a walking jump scare. Uh, but he offers to get her bags. Um, as the gate opens up, Richard Alpert greets her at the door um, and tells, kind of tells her, like, oh, your sister can't come any closer. <laughs> say goodbye now. So um, they say their goodbyes and... Juliet asks her, asks her if she's making a mistake, uh, but her sister says she's got to do this and that she'll be okay. Um, she also says that she is 100% preggers, which mm-hmm. was a word that I haven't thought about since I probably 2007. Yeah, um, it's a good way to remember what year this episode yeah. takes place in. It's always fun. That stuff is so funny because they really don't have a whole lot of reason to be... Um, you know, to have super contemporary stuff on the island. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all there's already kind of like that, like, 70s, maybe 80s aesthetic going on with Dharma and all that stuff. And then everyone else, I mean, there's just no culture going on there. So whenever you get those little glimpses of it off the island, it's always super funny. It's funny and also a little jarring. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. this is 2007. Okay. Um yeah. Uh, Juliet promises that she'll be back in time for her to give birth, um, which feels like a loaded promise, but she takes off and, uh, waves goodbye to her sister. And doesn't she look like, um, when she was like waving goodbye, she reminded me so much of Naomi Watts and Mulholland Drive, like getting off the airplane and like, I'm in LA. Like she just has this like 
very naive yeah. look on her face. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Mitchell just plays it so well. Yeah, she's great. I mean, that it's really impressive how different the uh, Juliet in the flashbacks is versus the Juliet on the island. Mm-hmm. But it not in a way that, like, like, you still completely believe it as a character, which is, I think, the hard part to do. I think yeah. there's actors that could portray both versions of the character, but Elizabeth Mitchell does a really good job, like, uh, synchronizing them together. Yeah, she really threads it together throughout this episode. She does a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. Um, back mid-conversation with Saeed, uh, Juliet says, If I told you who I was, if I told you everything that I know, you'd kill me. Which is an insane thing to say to uh, somebody that you know for a fact has killed people before. Yeah. Um, I would. I would maybe not say that. I would maybe just be like... Uh, yeah, I can't tell you yet, which is essentially what happens anyways. Uh, but Saeed, um, responds with, like, the ice cold, what do you think I'll do if you don't? Um, which is great. It's nice that we get to see, uh, I I mean, it still feels like Saeed's kind of, like, shoved to the side. I guess he's not part of the love triangle. Um, Mm -hmm. anymore. Love, uh, whatever whatever it is, quadrangle now. Yeah. Um, uh, Jack comes back and orders Saeed to back down, like just straight up bosses him around. And he says that Juliet is under his protection. Um, He's uh, extremely serious off the gate that nobody, I guess, questions Juliet. I mean, it seems insane that they wouldn't try and get answers out of her. That they're letting her just be like, she'll tell on her own time. Which is really just a reason for... Uh, writers to wait until like the last three episodes of the season to tell you anything, of course. But mm-hmm. um, uh, back on the beach, uh, presumably the next morning, Charlie hears Aaron crying, and he goes over to him. But uh, Claire uh, is asleep and is not waking up to his crying. Uh, Charlie takes Aaron so that she can rest when he finally gets her up. I will say I think it's very weird because he he kind of comes over and like he sees. Uh, Aaron just sitting there crying, and then he sees Claire just, like, laying in bed, um, maybe asleep, but also just, like, not moving or anything, and his first thought is, like, I'm gonna pick up Aaron, which, like, I get that you want to take care of the crying baby, but I would definitely check on Claire first, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, I would be like, hey, are you dead? Um, did, uh, I don't know, one of the myriad things that just, uh, kills people on this island happen to get you? Um... Also, uh, the way that he talks to her and that interaction... Did not like. Yeah. I, I don't he's, know. I mean, he's one of those people that's like super scoldy about you being sick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, um, like one of those things where you can't really argue it because you know it's supposedly coming from a good place, but also you're like, all right, you don't have to yell at me about being out of bed. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know whether or not I should be in bed. Um, uh, on the way back, Juliet um, and Jack kind of lag behind Kate and Saeed, uh, and she thinks about whether or not they'll accept her, and uh, she thinks about all the things that, you know, that they did to Saeed, like <laughs> like uh, handcuffing him to a, a playground equipment for three days, uh, and same with Kate, dragging her out into the jungle and all that. Her and Jack kind of flirt for a bit. He is clearly just 100% on you know, hashtag Team Juliet, um, he's, uh, he's on board. 
in the next flashback, uh, Juliet, Richard, and Ethan are inside the private airport, and Ethan asks to take Juliet's vitals. She complies and then watches Richard go to grab her a glass of orange juice that he puts mm-hmm. a whole bunch of strange powder in. <laughs> Um, and she asks, uh, you know, what is that? And he says that it's orange juice with a whole bunch of tranquilizer in it. Um, and that she's going to want to be knocked out for the trip that she's about to take. Um, now, can I I ask you something? Yeah. For one thing, I, I like orange juice is like famously the thing that like doesn't mix with anything. Like the taste of orange juice plus blank is always bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it's funny that that's what he put it in. I mean, maybe it tastes terrible. Maybe I I have never tasted. Have you ever tasted tranquilizer? No. The, but you, I can't imagine it tranquilizer tastes powder. Good. Yeah. Um, uh, what would you I want mean, it mixed with? Like, what would your drink of choice be? I'll put it in a milkshake. Just blend it on up. Ooh. I wanted a, I wanted it in one of those, um, like the like forty instruction Starbucks drinks that people get oh Um, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um i would want it in a dq blizzard oreo oh sure you would want you would want richard to hold it upside down before he gives it to you (laughs) to show you that it's it's concrete or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah i just think unequivocally orange juice is like the worst choice um but i don't know I also will say I've never heard the word tranquilizer used in, like, a normal context without, like, a type of animal preceding it. Like, it's right. got to be horse tranquilizer or uh, tranquil elephant tranquilizer or something. Um, this is considerable. I, yeah, so. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. Fair enough. Um, this is the last straw for Juliet. And she says mm-hmm. that, you know, she's jumped through every hoop without question um she signed all the paperwork she's agreed not to talk to anybody from back home for six months um she also hasn't questioned that no nobody in the medical community none of her peers has ever heard of mitilos bioscience um Mm -hmm. and he kind of turns it around on her in this very expert manipulative kind of creepy way and um kind of tells her like dig deep and and you were able to I don't know he's just very confrontational with her um yeah and tells her that the place that they're going is very special and Juliet kind of like you know bites on to she takes the bait um and he tells her that she created life where life wasn't supposed to be with her sister whose reproductive health was so affected by chemotherapy. Um, And, you know, she has a gift and she needs to use it. And this really speaks to her. And she ends up taking the orange juice and just gulping it down right away. Yeah. I think what it proves... I mean, one, I think Richard is pretty um, charismatic. But I also think that um, she would be snapped up by a cult instantly if she hadn't gotten taken to the island. 100 um, for sure she walks by the scientologist like booth or whatever she's done mm-hmm. done for it's her and yeah she's she's off wherever they have uh, 
uh, Shailene Miskovich. Um, She's going seen... on the Scientology submarine. That um, was basically. like her other life path instead yeah. of the lost yeah. submarine. It was the Scientology yeah. submarine. Yeah. <laughs> She's, she was going to end up on the SS Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, have we seen Richard on the island yet? I don't think so, right? He's only been off island. He's only been off island. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we've, and I think we've only seen him in, in Juliet flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess he's their uh, fertility doctor, uh, gatherer on the, on, off the island. I'm trying to think who I, I think is like a free beer gravitas like ben or richard i'm kind of on the fence oh i think i think ben for sure richard seems like he could be nice yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i think i think ben would be creepy in any situation even if he wasn't a creep Mm -hmm. yeah well they're both Um, master yeah like charismatic charismatic villains Mm mm-hmm um so, uh, she gulps down the orange juice and, um, passes out right away. And when she wakes up, uh, on the submarine, she's strapped into the bunk and mm-hmm. Ethan, opens which up I gotta the... say, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe, maybe you have to strap her in. I guess you probably do. Um, but it feels like you should maybe just have someone chilling there so that she doesn't wake up and just be like, I'm strapped to this thing. Yeah, somebody who's not Ethan. Um, yes, yeah, also that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, get Jigsaw from the Saw movies, at least. Somebody who's yes, a little bit more exactly. comforting. <laughs> or at least have Ethan put on, like, a screen mask or something. I don't yes, know. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> put on the Michael Myers. Um, I I will say I'm glad that they got to use the submarine set again. I, I, uh, it, I, it's a good-looking set. I, I think I kind of concluded... On this viewing, that it is a set though, and not an actual submarine, like I had guessed. Uh, I guess last it'd be time. hard to film in a in a. Real That's what submarine. I was thinking. Well, the first the the shot that they get of Locke uh, when we saw it previously, where we were wondering about it, was extremely narrow, and so it would have made sense for that to have been a, an actual submarine, I think. But this, there's just way too much room in there. I did not. Uh, it, the, the shots that they get in this are just like, yeah, no, they, uh, um, or they have, they did some incredible camera work to get a mm-hmm. camera in just tight places in there. But, um, I, uh, I do think it's a set, which, uh, to me is just funnier because I guess we're only going to see this submarine in flashbacks now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be like the Libby of, uh, sets. Right. <laughs> um, she... And she's also still dressed in like her pencil skirt and stuff. Like, yeah, they. I mean, who was arranging this experience? Well, couldn't they have just to... like texted her the day before, like, make sure you wear sweatpants or like, <laughs> yes, you know? yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, wear some shoes that you would feel comfortable climbing a ladder in. Although maybe <laughs> that would have put her off. Um, I mean, I will say it would have been much worse if she had woken up and had not been. Had been wearing something different, right? So, oh, of course. Um, I guess that's I guess that's better, but still, yeah, it is very funny that they're like, "Well, we just got to put this office worker on this submarine now." Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um. So she crawls out of the hatch, uh, in her high heels and and her pencil skirt, mm-hmm. um, 
walking on the submarine, uh, stream talent uh, there. Yes. And yeah. She... Well, I will say this: getting out of the submarine already very difficult. I feel like walking on a dock in high heels also like wouldn't wouldn't attempt it. Feels like that's tailor made to send you into the ocean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to. I used to work on ships, and uh-huh. uh, we the gangway that we had up to the boat because sometimes we would have just because of how the the ship was docked, we'd have to have people go up to the second level to enter. Mm-hmm. And the gangway that we had was like metal. I mean, it was secure, but it was like metal. It had, I mean, it's something that's meant to be collapsible. So just mm-hmm. really not sturdy. And we would get so many people who would like come onto the ship with high heels. And I always felt so bad for them, like getting stuck oh, yeah. in it and, um, just anybody not... ever fall off? No, nobody ever okay. fell yeah. off. Um, came now, close a I couple ask... times though. Sure. Yeah. You you worked on a cruise ship, right? Yeah. Yes. Did you ever have the the thing that I see videos of on TikTok sometimes, which like, admittedly, if this happened to me, it'd be the worst thing of all time. But I still find like a perverse pleasure in it, which is the people that showed up two minutes late for the cruise ship leaving. And that happened to, to me. Like, that, that happened, happened to you. To me. Oh no! My first oh, contract. No. Yeah, we were How... in Maine, and oh, wow. I like had just gotten paid and was like, "I'm gonna treat myself." And I like went into town, and then came back, and I was literally running like full sprint, the last half mile trying to get to the boat, and it was like honking. Oh. Or like choo chewing or whatever. Um, yeah. Like we're gonna go soon, and then oh, man. I watched it sail off, and I started crying. And um, I was like eighteen. It was very devastating sure. at the time. And oh yeah. I was like, what am I gonna do? Um, and it was in Maine, and uh, one of the people at the the shipyard was like. He thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen, but he also felt really bad for me. And he was like, I know yeah. a taxi driver who will give you a good discount, but like you're gonna you're gonna get, you know, made fun of a little bit. And I was like, Oh, I'll just do it. Like people yeah. in Maine are really mean, but they're also really nice. So Sure. I had to take now a taxi hap- ride to Portland. This happened in oh, you you just met the, the ship at the next place? Yeah, at the next oh, place. Oh, that's that's incredible. And I actually um, got the better end of that, even though it was a really horrible experience because uh-huh. it was during hurricane season. And oh, so it was you were like, just in like a, in a car the whole time and everyone else was. Uh, yeah. And everybody else was like trying to serve. Over with and, rainwater. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. So I got okay. the better end of that deal. And then there also that mm-hmm. same night I went out with my crewmates and uh, somebody from the local news wanted to like interview us about being Mm -hmm. in the hurricane weather and like what that was like and Mm -hmm. for some reason i was the only person that wanted to talk to them about it so i just like made (laughs) up like it was fine yeah it was it was air conditioned yeah i didn't love the song that they were playing on the radio uh, so (laughs) that's funny kind of funny looking back the um now you know that like um 18 year old stranded alone in Maine 
um, cut off from your uh, uh, your support system that that is the start of a Stephen King novel. I'm sure it's the start like of you... several Stephen King novels. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> what should have happened was you should have been forced to stay in that small town for two days until the weather cleared up and then uh, oh my god then you had to get to the root and you also would have remembered as you were going through it that you used to live there as a child um yes. and the awful things that happened there and then the taxi <coughs> that drove me to portland came to life and <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> murdered mowed, mowed some people down yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um all of that to say a little bit of Juliet Mitchell. stood on the dock. Good job <laughs> standing on the dock in heels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I will say this when she gets out and like we get the like welcome to the island shot, it's a really good shot. Oh my gosh. Uh, this whole episode so I made me want to go to Hawaii so bad. Oh yeah. Really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, back on the island, Sawyer passes Hurley, Charlie, and Aaron, calls them Three Men and a Baby, making a fat joke to Hurley. Uh, have you ever seen that movie, Three Men and a Baby? Who's in it? Uh, it's Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, and someone else. Maybe Mm. Steve Gutenberg. Maybe that's right. Or maybe not. Um, it's, it's like a fun little, like, uh, it's, it's like a comedy. They're all, like, I think popular like stars like tom Selleck and ted danson at least um i don't know about the baby but it's one of those things that it's just always in my head that that was the top like grossing movie of 1987 mm. was three men and a baby which is just so funny different times to think about yeah that i mean never will we get that again no that'd be like if like the hangover was the top grossing movie of you know 2011 or whenever that came out mm-hmm um, but now it is going to be billion dollar, uh, Disney movies for, I guess, the end of time. The end of time, yeah. Or until Disney finally collapses. Uh, I'm sure that's coming any day now. It'll be in our lifetime, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't wait to be there to see it. I mean, they're already, have you seen anything, have they done anything good with Steamboat Willie yet? Since it got, a uh, became public domain? I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Um, well, I just got to keep holding on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Claire, uh, yes. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get the horror movie of, like, bloody Steamboat Willie or whatever that I'm sure is coming. Um, they did that with Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Claire gets up and is looking extremely, like, deathly ill. Like, her lips are, like, blue. She's gray. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you're basically just waiting for her to keel over at any moment. Which makes it kind of funny that it happens, like, 20 minutes later in the episode. <laughs> like, it takes mm-hmm. her a while. Um, but, um, Charlie scolds her again, of course. Uh, Sawyer you're meant to goes be in to bed. Get... Ooh, the yeah. way that he said that. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. They, I mean, they for sure would be that couple where you're just like, oh, cool, I gotta listen to this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're out. To you know, at a dinner or whatever, where you're gonna be like, all right, I guess I'll pretend I don't hear them um, arguing nonstop. Although it's mostly coming from Charlie, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sawyer goes to get Claire an aspirin, which I only really bring up because 
Um, I think it's a fun little character development for Sawyer. Like, we see him still being mean to Hurley, so he's not, like, you know, perfect angel yet. But he is willing to give somebody medicine, <laughs> which, like, is a marked difference from uh, Season 1 Sawyer, for mm-hmm. sure. It's just a fun little milestone, I think. Um, as he goes to go get the aspirin, he sees Jack, and we get our classic, uh, you know, everybody coming around the bushes on the end of the beach. We get a little montage of people smiling and laughing and hugging each other, saying hello. Um, Sawyer goes, Jack goes to give Sawyer a handshake, and Sawyer pulls him into a hug. Uh, Sawyer and Kate meet eyes and, uh, give each other a big hug once, uh, uh, once they uh, stare at each other for a minute, um, the whole time this is happening, I will say I was thinking like, okay, but Sawyer, go get that aspirin. Yeah, you just told you just told her you were gonna get the aspirin. Sawyer so go is get really it. sick. Like, yeah, yeah, she does not look good. Yeah, the immediate thought is like, Jack, I'm so glad you're back, but you actually have to look at Claire. Yeah, there's right something now. that like, needs your attention. She is not well. <laughs> um, and uh, this ends differently to every other one of these montages we've gotten, of course, because Sawyer sees uh, Juliet and asks what she's doing here. Uh, Everybody groups up uh, to have a meeting about uh, what to do with Juliet. Uh, While Hurley sits with her on the beach, they kind of make small talk. Juliet is pretty charming. She's just super frank about everything. Um, So she immediately calls out that Hurley's being sent to watch her. Um... He gives her, like, a kind of threat, almost. Um, I mean, it is a threat. It's just weird that it's coming from Hurley. But he comments about how, you know, last time one of their people made it into the camp, uh, he kidnapped Claire and Charlie didn't like that, so they buried him over there. Um, And, uh, yeah, I guess telling her not to uh, string up Charlie in the woods. Mm Mm-hmm. In the next flashback, uh, the scene opens with a heart monitor flatlining and Juliet's face showing anguish as it kind of pans out to a woman being operated on by Ethan, Juliet, Goodwin, and a few others. Um, The woman died on the table and Juliet's upset. Uh, Goodwin tries to kind of console her and tells her that it's okay and that he'll talk to Ben. Uh, And in the next scene, she goes to the ocean. And it's this really beautiful black rock beach with the waves crashing. I just, I love that shot. Um, Mm -hmm. So many good ones in the flashbacks here uh, of the island. Um, That would be the absolute, like, most incredible place to read a book throughout the afternoon yes um even though your book would definitely get a little bit of like ocean spray on it but it's still i mean yeah that that area i always think is super great Mm -hmm. yeah really really pretty um ben comes to her and sits with her and um kind of tries to comfort her by telling her that it was sabine's choice to get pregnant and she knew that she was taking a risk uh, Juliet tells Ben that she thinks that whatever is causing the women to die is is happening at conception, but she doesn't know for sure. And the research facility that they have isn't equipped to do the research. Um, so she suggests taking the women off of the island to Miami to test her theory. And Ben 
immediately shuts her down, uh, t- tells her that no one is leaving the island. And Julia tells them that there's really nothing more that she can do. And she's sorry that she can't help, but she needs to go home to see her sister. She's about to give birth in a few months. Um, Ben tells her that her sister won't be giving birth in three months because she'll be dead. Uh, Her cancer is back. And he takes out a file out of his his little satchel. And uh, it's her sister's medical records. Um... He got the records from Mikhail and he like kind of apologizes for not telling her sooner. Um, I mean, it's sociopathic to, to drop that like, oh, yeah, no, she, you won't be able to see her because she'll be dead. Like, yeah. I mean, he's an evil guy. He's, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, in this, I, I just like how he's such a like he still doesn't really get called on, I guess, because she's still kind of such a pushover. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been, what, it's been six months-ish? Oh, it's before the pregnancy, anyways, is over, so... Um, and Juliet really has not gotten... She hasn't uh, hardened up yet. Mm-mm. But we start to see it happening a little bit, because she... I mean, I think this is probably the catalyst for it, Yeah, right. right. Um, she... It sets her off, and she yeah. demands to go home. And Ben tells her that... She could go home and be with her for her final days, or she could stay and help them with their problem. And if she does stay, then he'll cure his her sister's cancer. Like, what a piece of blackmail. Like, I... I well, I, I, it's insane because, like, it really feels like this would only work on Juliet. Like... Cancer, one, is famous for being, like, the disease that people don't know how to cure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the people on this island, the only thing Juliet knows about them is that they have a disease that they can't cure. Mm-hmm. So, like, why would this... I, I mean, the idea that this would work as a uh, <laughs> as a tactic is insane, but it clearly does on Juliet, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, so... He tells her that Jacob will see to it that Rachel is saved, but only mm-hmm. if she stays and continues to help the women on the island. Yeah. Now, my question is, do we think... I mean, I don't think that they can cure cancer, mm-hmm. <laughs> personally. Just based on what we've seen so far, I, I don't think that they're doing that. Do we think that she ever actually... like? Do we think that he's lying here about her cancer coming back I or did it just come back and just they got lucky in it and it went away I feel like he must be lying and doctored the documents that he's showing her because in the first flashback I mean her sister is really like cancer's gone it's gone yeah um you know she's pretty certain so I I guess I don't know yeah, which, like, that's one of those things where, like, I mean, I guess, maybe, no, I think in 2007 people know, like, <laughs> you don't really say, yeah, my cancer's gone unless it's gone, because most right. of the times, like, the doctors are very quick to warn you, like, no, this could come back at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you, it's only when they say it's gone that you you know for sure. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't think that she, I that's where I lean to, is that I think that he just faked the documents. 
Oh, and also this is a fun little mention of Jacob, who we have just heard tell of and have not seen yet, of course, but um, he's still apparently the guy in charge. Uh, back on the beach, it's nighttime now. Sawyer wants uh, Saeed to torture Juliet, but Saeed refuses, saying he doesn't do that anymore. Jack is trying to make a case for her, but people seem pretty much unconvinced. Um, Sawyer accuses Jack of being against them, and I can't necessarily blame him. Like, I think that's a pretty fair argument. He stayed there, was planning to leave on his own. I mean, do I think that Jack was going to come back for them? Yeah, but uh, there's no reason that you would necessarily have to think that. It's hard to Um, see somebody playing football with... I mean, yeah. You know, your enemies... Well, that's the thing is like that feels out of character even like that felt it feels like they just wanted to have the fake out of him running. And then it turns out he's just playing a game, Mm -hmm. which I will admit, I think was great. (laughs) It's one of my favorite fake outs they've done. But compared to like when we see him for reals later on, like the next couple episodes, like he's locked in that house and they have cameras on him the whole time. So that doesn't even really seem like that was super indicative Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's pretty damning. <laughs> he was just playing some, playing a game of catch with Tom. But I mean, you know, God, if there's one, if there's one person on this island that needed to play a game of catch with an older man, it, yeah. it, God knows it was Jack. It was so Jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you can't fault him. <laughs> um, Claire uh, passes out and then start. She doesn't really cough blood, but blood just kind of is leaking from her mouth. Uh, Juliet asks what's what going on. What do we think but, happened there? Do we think she, uh, like, bit her tongue or cheek on the way down? Or I guess, yeah. I, I mean, or maybe she just started throwing up blood and it just... But, like, it is one of those things. I think the only reason that they didn't do, like, a her coughing blood thing is that that would have been too graphic, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've done other stuff that's worse, I think, on the show. So I think so, too. Like, the yeah, surgery. I don't know. Close or maybe they were just lazy about it and they just were like yeah just uh smear this red stuff around your lips and then we're Mm -hmm. good yeah um uh yeah juliet asks what's going on but son brushes her off and so she goes to kate saying that kate needs to get jack because juliet knows what's wrong with claire uh because she did it to her um and that's a big dum 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 uh meanwhile um as jack and kate and juliet are meeting up Sawyer and Saeed watch them and kind of talk about how this doesn't sit right with them. Uh, I do wish we'd gotten a little bit more of this. Um, it's uh, it it's nice to see everybody all back together for the most part. I'm trying to think. We don't really have anybody. Oh, Locke. Locke is yeah, off with the others. Um, but for the most part, everyone's back at the beach now. But it still pretty much just focuses on Juliet and Jack and Kate. Like, it's we're still with the same people. I'm kind of um, mad at Lost mm-hmm. this season for underutilizing Saeed. Felt he's like he so, was, yeah. He, like, such a big part of season one and season two, and now yeah. they're just kind of moving away from him, and he's such a strong character, and I would have liked to see more of him this episode, because I feel like he's kind of the only voice of reason. Like, and Sawyer, too, I guess, to a certain extent, but... This whole, think, like, back and forth with the others. I feel like he's kind of been the only person spot on. 
I think that they are kind of suffering from the fact that they made him too smart and too calm and reasonable of a character. Mm. Like, there's so many situations that he would just completely diffuse if he were there. Right. Or if he were, uh, if he were given lines. So they just kind of don't give him lines instead. Um, but yeah, I mean, I will say just from my knowledge of having seen the show before, uh, like the, the rest of it, I know that he, that doesn't end up like sticking. Like he does end up getting more oh, good. screen time and they, they, they focus on him more, which is good because he's really good. And Naveen Andrews is really good. So, mm-hmm. I, but I agree this season, I think is for sure the worst one for, in terms of underutilizing him like that. Um, uh, Juliet explains that the women on the pregnant or the women on the island who get pregnant all die, um, and Claire is reacting to a medication she was giving she, that she was given to keep her alive while she was pregnant, and she explains that Ethan had to kidnap Claire because he was giving her those injections, and once he was found out, he had to he had to take her with him, um, and she wants to go to a stash of medical supplies that Ethan had hidden. Uh, so that she can help save Claire's life. And Jack tells her to go. In the next flashback, Julia is eating ice cream in bed with Goodwin. And mm-hmm. is has this kind of faraway look on her face. Um, and Goodwin asks her what she's thinking about. And she has been on the island for three years at this point. Um, So definitely going past her six-month contract. Um, There's a knock on the door, and the next scene is Juliet looking at some x-rays that Carl developed. Um, Yeah, which I just want to say this. I don't buy this whatsoever. I don't don't know what it takes to develop x-rays. It feels like something that, like, you do have to go to school for, and I don't think that Carl is capable of that. No. No offense to Carl, but Carl is for sure uh, like a uh, the the ditch digger. In, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the others' camp, I don't I don't know how many ditches they need, but when they do, they call Carl. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's good at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Juliet kind of has this astonished look on her face, looking at the X-rays, and then in the next scene, um, Juliet knocks on Ben's door to invite herself in and talk about them and she confronts Ben and tells him that um, you know she offered to do the x-rays when he had back pain thinking that it might be um, maybe a slip disc or uh, something like that and it turns out that there's a large tumor on his vertebrae and uh, this is very shocking to him and he's surprised that um he has cancer um and Juliet just immediately corrects him and says that you know it's not it's a tumor um but Ben loses composure and Juliet asks him why he's scared um he told her that he cured her sister and she wants to know why he's lying about the cancer being on the island Um, he says that he's not lying, but he doesn't know how he got cancer. And, uh, Juliet throws the glass out of his hand and demands to talk to Rachel. It's so good. I love Mm -hmm. this scene. She plays it so well. Um, 
he says that he didn't lie and that he did cure her and Juliet starts sobbing and asks to go home but Ben very coldly says no um amazing amazing performance by Elizabeth Mitchell in this scene Mm -hmm. um I think that we kind of see it's she does such a good job of showing that that more hardened exterior but then she kind of like reverts back a little bit she's like oh I want to go home and like yeah you know kind of when she breaks down um so it's just it's really good character development and just an amazing job on her end of just being able to show that performance of you know she's a very hardened individual now but she still has that old Juliet in her too yeah um which I think goes well into the next scene um Juliet finds the stash of the uh of the medical supplies which like it has this very like nice professional uh wood burning done on a tree um feels like the kind of thing you would instantly know is a sign that there's something hidden nearby mm-hmm. if you were to happen upon it but what do I know um Saeed and Sawyer sneak up on her and they demand that she explains you know what she did and who she is and all that I just want to say s- something really quick uh-huh this is exactly where I first started having doubts about Juliet because, like, in this episode specifically, the first uh-huh. time around watching it, because she just picks up some twigs and, like, yeah. there it is. Yes. There's yeah. the their briefcase full of medicine <laughs> that's supposedly been there for two months. And um, I don't yeah. know. They, pretty suspect. Whoever, whoever hit it, like, just kicked some dirt on it and then had to run. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but yeah, they demand that she explains, but instead she throws it in their faces and talks about their passes, saying that, that, it talks about their past, saying that, you know, like, hey, Saeed, do you ever talk about all the people you tortured, and, which, to be fair, yeah, he does all the time, <laughs> and then, uh, says to Sawyer, like, hey, did you tell everybody when you got here about the guy that you killed in, in Australia, and, um, it's fun, and they, they let her go. It's fun seeing her be, like, a, a total badass while also, um, like, as she walks away, we we still get that glimpse of her, like, clearly being, like, uh, like nervous and, like, uh, you know, not super secure and being that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really good, really good performance by Elizabeth Mitchell in this one. Uh, in the next flashback... Juliet puts on Downtown by Petula Clark, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of her song, I feel like. Uh, but It's good. It's good. Um, we also heard this, uh, I think, episode one of, of season this three. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's mostly the same footage up until, uh, up until we get to... Uh, to the, Ben. Yeah, to Ben. Mm-hmm. So it's Lost is doing uh one of their favorite things that's sometimes more well executed than others, uh, where yeah. they kind of backtrack a little bit and then show a different perspective. But um For the most part I I like it and I like everything that went on this episode. I will say I think that this version of it works a little bit less because mm-hmm. the first one ends on like that perfect like stinger of ben being like oh so i guess i'm not in the book club 
Mm-hmm. And they show that in this, but then they keep talking after that. And you're like, no, that's such a conversation ender. There's yeah. no way that they actually had a conversation after that. So it, it's it's kind of jarring, I think. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, but interesting, nonetheless, to kind of see yeah. like how the rest of that day goes for both of them. So yeah. um, uh, we see the plane crashing again, and we see uh, Ben sending Goodwin and Ethan to spy on them. Um, and then confronting Juliet about being kicked out of the book club. And, uh, he says that he, he really needs to talk to her and that it's very important. So they go on a walk together to Mikhail's. Um, Mikhail is monitoring the flight situation, um, with the plane crashing. And he is working on getting files of all the passengers together, um, I love Mikhail. I'm so happy that he's in this episode. I think he's yeah. just the coolest villain. I'm going to admit, rest in peace, Mikhail. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> um, um, hopefully he shows up in other flashbacks. I, I, I genuinely can't remember if he does or not. And I really hope that we get to see more of him. because Yeah, me too. He's so fun. Um. Ben asks him to uplink to Richard in Acadia Park. And Ben tells Juliet that he was hurt by being called a liar and shows her a live feed video of Rachel playing with her son at the park. Um, Richard even kind of like has a newspaper to show the date to show that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really today. Um, I do think it's funny because it's like, I guess otherwise she would just assume that they found video of her healthy alive sister um playing with a random kid at the park yeah like that would be the implication (laughs) so ben goes on to explain that her cancer went into complete remission and her son's name is julian and he's a healthy little boy um they then cut the video and juliet starts crying to go home uh Ben tells her that she needs to stay until her work is finished. And Juliet says that it's impossible because the mothers keep dying. Um, And then he says very ominously, well, we'll find more mothers until the work is complete. Who knows? Maybe there's one on that plane. Um, Just evil, evil, evil Ben this episode. Um, Feels like when you're using the phrase, we'll find more mothers, you've kind of uh, just... You're you're on the dark side now. You've gone full just, villain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a villain. <laughs> it's not a way to pull that off otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, great performance by Elizabeth Mitchell in this scene as well. Um, this, uh, I, I think this is I, this is basically her. <laughs> Jack had the same version of this, only it was with seeing uh, the Red Sox win the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of got this again, only a little bit more meaningful uh, uh, emotionally to Juliet. Um, she brings the, uh, the medicine back to camp. Uh, Charlie doesn't want to let her inject Claire, but Jack basically says, like, do you trust me? Uh, I, you have to let her do this. Uh, and then immediately he goes to Juliet and goes like, hey, if something happens here, I can't protect you. Um, and they inject Claire. Uh, she wakes up the next morning, um... They are really trying to hit you over the head. I mean, they just have a tiny little scene, I guess, to show you that Claire's doing all right now. But they're really hitting you over the head with how much better she's feeling. She, like, wakes up smiling. And, uh, like, about the only thing 
that would be like it, it. You basically need like a bluebird to like come land on her finger or something yeah. for it to be more cliche about her having a great morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack uh, brings uh, Juliet as she's sitting on the beach uh, some supplies for her to make a tent, saying that everybody said that she could stay. Uh, Juliet asks Jack why he doesn't need any answers like the rest of them do about you know who she is and what the others are doing and all that, and he. He says that when he saw her uh, face after the submarine blew up, he could tell that more than anything else in the world, she wants to get off the island. And so that makes her one of us. And then, um, yeah, the final scene of the episode is intercut with her building a uh, a structure for her to sleep under. But it's super ominous, which I think is funny. If if I were Jack and... Mm -hmm. In my head, I was thinking like, oh, this slightly suspicious person could do anything to get off the island. I don't know if that would be like a plus <laughs> yeah. one for that person. <laughs> like, yeah. I would maybe be thinking like, oh, they would throw me under the bus in a heartbeat to get off this island. Yeah. I, don't, I would I don't still know. be like, hmm, maybe she's still siding with the people who have proven they have multiple ways on and off the island. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Like, you know, they, they, one of them blew up and one of them was given to Michael. But, like, for, I mean, for sure, her, the group that he's in doesn't have any way off the island. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I don't know, point. Jack. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as she's putting her little tent on the beach together, um, it kind of, intertwines with the final flashback which is ben and juliet sitting at a table in the dark and going over their master plan um he is coaching her on how to infiltrate the group currently and kind of walking through how to gain their trust they've got all their bases covered so far you know being handcuffed to kate was a part of the plan so it's Mm -hmm. admitting to the lie um she's meant to be at the beach uh even, you know, though they don't trust her because they've activated an implant in, in Claire, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they activated her get sick patch. Yep. Mm-hmm. She, she has just... Conv- they, I guess they put it right on the spot on her shoulder blades where she can't see it, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, yeah, that is, that's, that is funny that that is, like, maybe the most science fiction thing we've seen this episode. Last episode, it was a big, giant uh, smoke monster... And in this episode, it's a little implant that they put inside a woman to make her just get sick whenever. Mm-hmm. She, she'll get the flu and, yeah. uh, you know, whenever they press the little button. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then she'll need Juliet's help and yeah. they'll drop off the supplies at Ethan's old drop point. So it's it's fresh. Um, so every, they worked out everything. They thought of everything. Mm-hmm. And there was there was a deleted scene where... It turns out on the controls, you know, the big lever that they have where you push it to sick or not sick. There's also a little button that would make Claire do the uh, Michigan J Frog dance. <laughs> the hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Um, I'll see that next but, episode, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> and so what basically what ends up happening is, you know, only Charlie sees it. And so he runs to tell everyone else saying, hey, Claire's doing this dance. But when he comes back, she's not doing it at all. And he looks like a fool and nobody believes him. Um Really, really compelling episode. television. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, a little like over the top, but you know what? Yeah. They they play it well between each other. Um, yeah. A lot of conviction in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean, the thing for me, the only reason this doesn't hit for me, I like the twist. I like the fact that she isn't, but she still is working for them. I think that is good. Uh, the only thing about it is that they go into such detail because they really want to let you know, like, oh, this whole thing was planned out, that it makes it so that this scene could have just been like a montage right like of all the stuff that she did on the island it could have been it could have taken like five minutes of screen time Mm -hmm. um that all the stuff we saw in this episode but her flashbacks in this episode were great so i don't think it like invalidates the whole episode but it does kind of like uh take the wind out of it i think a little bit at the end it makes it a little goofy um yeah but still a good cliffhanger he tells Mm -hmm. her that um he'll see her in a week and like puts a gas mask on the table and um they stop short of having him say i'll see you next wednesday at 9 p.m central time yeah (laughs) right (laughs) exactly i think one of the things that kind of gets under my skin about it too now that you mention it is that the writers are just kind of using claire's like the scapegoat like well we can use claire like oh yeah you know, so God knows we don't have a storyline for her, so we might as well make some use out of the fact that she's on the cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's uh, that's the end of the episode. This one came in on IMDb at number fifty-one, uh, which I think is probably. Oh, I don't. I might have put it a little bit higher. I think that's a little um, low. I would have put it yeah. a little higher. It, this was a good episode. I love the cliffhanger. It's, I think Elizabeth Mitchell just knocked it out of the park. And, yeah. Um, there she, were a couple oh, yeah, things I could it. do without, but, uh, you know, overall, this was, like, a really good last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next week is uh, Catch-22, which is a Desmond episode. So Yay! we have um, Juliet and Desmond. I would say the two characters that so far haven't had a bad flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if that uh, pattern holds true next week. We're on a good roll, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, even I mean, we had a decent Kate episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I, I mean that's the interesting thing about season three, right? Is like the the highs are high and then the lows are really low because this yeah. is also where we got the um you know the stranger, the stranger in a strange land. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 What um, a blemish. So, Mm-hmm. Yep, heart makes it makes it that's it's the uh the uh taste of orange juice in this season. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Stranger in a strange land. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, well you can uh uh you can follow us, you know, like, subscribe, share on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your, your podcast. Uh Emma, any idea if they're leaving a review for us, how many stars they should be leaving for us? Uh five. Five stars? Five stars. So that is one star for each uh, half-inch gap that Juliet made it past before sinking her heels into it and falling off the dock. <laughs> um, the uh, You can follow us on Twitter at AllTheBestPods. You can email us, allthebestpodcasts at gmail.com. And until next week, get lost. Get lost. Get lost.